0: all right and so let's start all right my name is Ivan and whoever is joining us to listen you guys are listening to paper stack audio experience it's a show where we bring together an interview great minds and inspiring entrepreneurs to provide some valuable and actionable content for our listeners and today we're joined by this wonderful lady her name is Lana Carpetian Lana Holds a bachelor's degree in political science from McGill University. However, after graduating, she moved back to Toronto and started working full time in the marketing field and doing some freelance work on the side. Upon entering the freelance world, she realized there is no local community for women entrepreneurs, specifically freelancers. So she decided to start one. And just like that, in 2019, Woman Who Freelance was founded. She grew the community from scratch to almost 25,000 followers across all social media channels she recently launched her own apparel line and she consistently provides super valuable content for her community. Lana, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. This is our first one, so you're the first guest, you know. So once we really go viral, you know, you will be the we'll first. We try
1: to set the bar high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Look, let's jump right into it. So you created this awesome community and also I just wanna talk about that for a little bit and to tell our listeners, what is it that you do? How you started this? And what's the mission with this woman who freelance?
1: For sure. Um, I think, well, who I am, I'll start from that. I think you gave a really good explanation for my background and things like that. I wanted to add that I currently work full-time as well as a marketing automation consultant for a marketing automation agency in Toronto. Um, So that's kind of my full-time gig. And then on the side, I've been freelancing for about three and a half years in um, different things. So social media, content writing, I started from, I I tried to experiment with everything before I actually like settled on what I like doing. Um, And with the community, um, I guess it started from my own kind of, I think the mission in the beginning was really selfish. I was a freelancer, didn't know anyone in the city and was like, you know, I need more friends and I need to figure out a way to um, meet more people and also maybe co-work with some people because a a lot of the times I was working in a coffee shop by myself um, with like no friends around. All my friends were full-time workers um, and I just didn't know like anyone who could recommend me maybe like softwares to use and like how to do my taxes, what to charge. And it really started for me to kind of surround myself with like-minded women. And that's why I started the group. And I think the, that mission has changed significantly and has evolved. I think the mission in the very beginning was very different. It was for people to come together and, and network and become friends with like-minded women. And I think from there, I started realizing what the issues were with the freelance community, What um, what are the roadblocks that freelancers are struggling with and then kind of try to provide resources and shape the mission to, Um, provide as much help as possible to those people Um, so I think it's definitely changed right now I think the mission specifically would be to get women hired for for freelance freelance gigs um, give them more exposure around Canada create a space where people companies can go and find freelancers to hire Um, yeah mainly that I think it's very related to I guess like lack of jobs and lack of good pay and things like that and really raising the standard for freelancers in the future for both men and women
0: definitely and it is you know i find it is a hard feel for freelancers you know it's getting clients you know getting people to want to get paid you know so pretty good pretty good look funny enough you studied political science right has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with marketing you know not at all i feel like this is (laughs) This is the time of the year, COVID and everything. A lot of people are changing yeah. their careers, you know? For so sure. what happened there? Was, was, did you know you're going to go into marketing or like, what was the transition there?
1: Yeah, no, I had, I had no clue. I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint like a point when that happened, when I decided I was not going to go into politics. I guess politics was, I guess, a precursor to go into um, law. So a lot of people who are trying to study law and become lawyers will do a bachelor in things like political science, sociology. So that's what I knew. And I, mind you, I went to a very like, I guess, my last two years in high school, I went to an Armenian school and, and it was very much, people were going on t- only into like four careers. So it was medical, it was engineering, it was legal. And then it was maybe like science. So that's all I knew. I didn't really know that there was anything else out there. I kind of knew there was advertising. I knew there was sales, but I didn't have exposure into people who were doing those kinds of jobs because of my, I think, like very traditional upbringing. And Um, When I went into university, I started networking with different people and then I realized you know what, there are other things out there like I started meeting people who worked in startups and I was like wow like there's this other world, uh, apart from these like traditional jobs that you're grown into and told by your parents that you need to pursue. So I got a lot of exposure and I started looking around and I was like, okay, maybe there is something else out there for me. Maybe that's not what I want to do. Um, Politics seemed very not creative for me. I felt like I, as a as a teenager, was always into like graphic design and like art and things like that and organizing events. And I felt like that maybe marketing was the closest thing I could I could do. Um, So, yeah, I went into marketing after graduating but it wasn't super easy I think for me I didn't have the education in marketing and that maybe set me back a little bit but I tried to do extracurricular activities in university and do things on the side that were related to marketing so I could put on my resume when I'm applying to that first job and say you know what I know I didn't study but I know that I have a bit of experience and I know what I could bring to the table so essentially that was that
0: yeah it's a, yeah. a very nice transition. Does this political science degree still help you in any way today?
1: Yeah, I think, well, I think it was great. First of all, the university I went to was amazing and the people I met were amazing. And I think that really um, shaped me as a person. It was very international. I got to meet people from around the world and the political science degree really taught me how to do research. I think that was one of the main things. Put things on paper, so write and like condense information a lot of information to little points and it taught me to study like to read yeah. and understand and analyze and all of those things so I don't regret it at all I think it was a great um, degree for me to do still I think like overall I am pretty much very well aware of history and politics and things like that and I think it helps me in my daily life but in terms of the job Sure, there are skills that transition into marketing, but not necessarily all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a common misconception with universities because it's not just all the knowledge, right? You do get the discipline. You do get to know mm-hmm. yourself better of like how do you consume information? How do you study better? So I guess those things definitely translate into a exactly. professional career. And like a
1: work ethic, like learning how to just sit there and do work. I think that's, that's a big plus of what universities teach you
0: something i'm really struggling with right now should have should have gone this <laughs> is super cool all right now well you so you grew this thing this community to i mean it's it's pretty big right now and you know numbers are numbers but i know you have a very loyal following too you know i see the engagement i see how people react whenever you guys host an event but tell me about the first thousand followers right because mm-hmm. usually those this first is very hard to get so
1: yeah what,
0: you know how how did that happen for you you know what were you doing there tell me
1: Yeah, so I'll speak about the Facebook group specifically because that was the main hub, the main community. And then Instagram kind of came later. Um, But in terms of Facebook, getting those first thousand members, um, I think the first 500 was difficult. So when I created this group and I was like, okay, what now? How do I get people to join my group? People don't know about it. Um, So I started going to other Facebook groups um, and trying to find relevant Facebook groups and doing a lot of research and trying to find articles of like, Women communities and things like that, and sending them emails. And but most of the time, I think it was like promoting through Facebook groups. So I would say, you know, I'm creating this Facebook group. Um, would people be interested in joining? So that was the first thing that I did. I asked people if people would be interested. When I saw the feedback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and create this. And then I posted again, and I was like, there's a group now you can join. Um, so it it grew quickly. I think I just didn't have things in place to like be able to manage that growth. I think I I wasn't really asking the right questions when people were joining the group. I had prerequisite questions but they weren't the right questions I felt. Um, So I had to change that a bit later to make sure that the people joining are actually the people that I need, like I want to join my group, the people that the group is intended for. Um, So that changed a lot, but yeah, essentially it was just like me posting in Facebook groups daily, maybe like not daily, every week, and just trying to get people to join and trying to get people to join and then people start inviting people and then it started growing from there i think at this point i don't promote it anymore the facebook group specifically i think they just it's all referral um people find it people get invited by their friends but in the beginning it was definitely me doing all the legwork.
0: Like, are you guys uh, right now the only like women's freelancing community in canada
1: in canada yes yeah wow um, oh, there sure. are women entrepreneurship communities, and I knew those existed when I started Women Who Freelance. I, I knew that there were groups for women entrepreneurs, women in business and stuff like that, but I felt like it was not for freelancers. Like whenever I went into these groups, there were women who were maybe realtors and like um, women who did business, like women who rent stores, for example, and things like that. But I didn't find a lot of like online, um creatives or like people providing services to other people so that's why i saw a need there they existed but they weren't exactly for that purpose yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: listen you, you said something there because you didn't have a plan of how to do it like you weren't asking uh-huh. the right questions so it just sounds like you know you weren't really planning or you just you know you just jumped yeah, right into yeah. it yeah. is this is Basically. this how you do it in your life in general like with most things
1: yeah i i think I think at this point I'm realizing that there's strategy needed for things. But I think in the beginning with Women Who Freelance, I would just think about it and I would do it. Um, I would think of an event and I would get it all together in two days, right? Like I would think of um, a blog to write and then I would put it together that minute. I would think about like posting on social media or doing a survey and I would do it right away. Uh, Obviously now I think I need to prioritize and understand um, where my time is going, and if it's gonna be, you know, if, if that's where my time should go. But I think in the beginning, I was just like, okay, this feels like a great idea, and a lot of it was a great idea. I think a lot of the things that I did, they came to me, I didn't strategize, but they happened to be successful, right, at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm learning as I get older and more into this to be a little more, like, plan a little better and understand and put a plan together. But definitely before it was all like. Okay, great idea. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, Planning okay. definitely helps a, little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit. So is this like is this just you running this whole show right now?
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> in the beginning it was it was really just me like with the Facebook groups with everything. um I did get a few amazing mo- <clears throat> sorry, losing my voice. Uh, a few amazing moderators for the Toronto group, especially um Samantha and Bobby, they're amazing and Shout out they, Samantha and Bobby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Um, so, I, I, I think they've been with Women of Realize for about a year now. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? All my time is going into like approving Facebook posts and like getting people, like approving them into the community and things like that. Um, and I realized that that was just not sustainable. Like, I couldn't do it by myself. And uh, sorry, Absolutely. this happens a Take lot when time. I'm speaking all the time. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, so I got them to join and that helped me substantially because I'm still obviously doing a lot of it too, but they're helping me out, so that's great. For the Montreal community, I do have a moderator, her name's Afrina, um, and she's kind of running the show there. So she's, she's doing all the um, promotional posts and things like that and getting people into the community. And um, so she's been great too. So it's not just me at this point, but it used to be and it was hard.
0: Well, you have to grow, you have to scale. So that's good to hear that you have some help now. You know, because sure, it just yeah. it just sounds super deep. Like you have a full time job, right? Yeah. And you have this community that's not 20 people. You know, it's a pretty large one. And and yeah. you guys, and I've been following you for a while too. You know, and you guys mm-hmm. don't just put out whatever. You know, it, usually it's a very thoughtful content, very relatable content. So you can tell some time goes into it. So yeah. You should, Good that you have some help I'm, I'm, I like this you know
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah I think I think that was I was always do it all by myself kind of person and it got to a point where I was like you know what as much I really need to if I want to scale and I want to put my time into the right things I wouldn't be able to launch a directory I wouldn't be able to launch an apparel line if all my energy and time was going into the Facebook groups um, so I'm really grateful for for the girls and they've been doing a great job
0: Shout out to the girls, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out to the girls, um, just had a cool question, but I forgot what I wanted to ask. Anyways, then I'm, let's just go back so you, you know, right now you really focus on your community you really focus on the women in it right. So yeah. is do you have a, a story in the community that maybe really you know touched you or moved you or something that happened.
1: Yeah, I think um, not a specific story, but I think there's a point when I realized that like it was working and it was doing what it needed to do was when I think about a year ago, I sent out a survey. I was super scared to send out the survey because I'm really scared of like negative criticism. And I was like, okay, tell me, give me an honest review. What do you want more of? what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Like, what do you think? Have you gotten jobs from this community? Have you connected with the right people? And the response was like, overwhelming. People were like, I've gotten five clients. And then I've made amazing friends. And I like, I met my best friend there and things like that. And I sat down. And when I was reading the responses, I was like, wow, like, this is really because I never asked these questions. Um, And I think it's because I was so worried that maybe I would receive this criticism but instead of criticism it was all like positive feedback and um I think that's a lot of like imposter syndrome and just like being scared that you're not doing things right but I think for me it really gave me like the confidence to continue doing it and realize that people are really um you know benefiting from it and getting value and
0: that's the mission right yeah media has to benefit that's very important look the criticism I, I personally I hate I hate feedback mm-hmm. as well and I'm very 50 50 with it oftentimes yeah. I'm like you know I take it in and I'm like okay I need to work but sometimes it just snap into like an angry act you know and I'm like don't even tell me anything how do you deal with feedback like is, is this something you're working on or you know
1: yeah it's definitely something I'm working on I think um I realized at some point that I don't know everything um Obviously, I went into this knowing absolutely nothing about community building, and not really being part of a community before where I could learn from like another leader and how they did things. So I kind of just went into it. and um, I think it was, yeah, it was it was difficult in the beginning because I would get sometimes negative feedback. And a lot of the times it was, you know, regarding the Facebook group, for example, a lot of people would message me and say, you know it's taking me it's taking you guys like three days to approve my post. and, and it's a job that I'm trying to hire for, for example, in three days. Um, and obviously that's a problem because you want people to to get the posts in right away, but also you don't wanna give them the freedom to post whatever you want. And you wanna make sure there's an approval process because spam is a real thing. And we get like 60 posts a day and Maybe twenty percent of them. I do realize that they're, they're spammy, right? And you won't know they're spammy until you, if you don't like, browse all the posts every day. And I think that's just a lot of, a lot of energy and work goes into that. So, a lot of feedback was about that. For example, that it's taking you guys so long to improve our posts, and that's when I realized it's time to get a moderator in, and maybe they can work with me daily when I'm in my full-time job, and maybe I'm not looking at my computer um, at the Facebook group specifically those hours, maybe they can take a look. And I think that helped. So a lot of it is just like getting the feedback, finding a solution and seeing what you can do to, um, I guess, better the situation.
0: Got it. Wow. Got it. Look, you know, serious talk and all that but tell us about a funny or maybe even an embarrassing moment you had with the community maybe you were hosting an event and you had to public speak and you just messed it all up
1: yeah that's happened i actually like <laughs> one one time comes to mind where um i hosted an event and i really genuinely was not prepared and it was like the the type of event was a format that i've never done before and with public speaking honestly in the beginning i really struggled i think i struggle now too Um, especially like with in-person events when there's like 50 people in the room you're there with a microphone and they're listening to you and you're just like uh and I didn't prepare in the beginning it was my thing I was like you know what I wanted to come from the heart and I just don't want to put a script together because I just don't want to be scripted Um, but I realized for that specific event and the format for that event you needed to be scripted like you had to be prepared and Uh, I remember after that event, I just felt so bad. Although there were people in the room and I asked them about feedback and they were like, no, it was great. Like I had a great time. But for me, myself, like I knew I could do better and I knew it was my own fault. So after that, I didn't do events for like maybe four or five months. Like I just like sat down and I was like, okay. I like, it really hit me. I think it really hit my self-esteem. And we're getting very vulnerable here. I don't think I've told this to a lot of people, but- Thank you. um, Let's yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I, but then you know what i kind of forgot about it like i was like erased from memory let's try again oh, let's try again and every time i think things didn't go the way i wanted to i just kind of closed that window and i was like you know what didn't happen like i learned from it i take the main points but i just try to move on and not remember that happened and i think that's helped me a lot because if i didn't have that mentality i would probably not do it again like ever um yeah. So I think not every, I know, I realize not everyone can do that. A lot of people like dwell on the the negatives and like, remember and think about it and get anxious. But for me, I was like, forget, didn't happen, close that door. Um, And I think that's helped a lot.
0: Got it. So after that, embarrassing whatever not very, but like in your opinion fail in and my
1: opinion exactly yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. said you
0: weren't doing that for four to five months or so was that because like did you just uh did you not want to do them at all or were you like i really need to prepare for my next one and that's why there was this gap
1: i think there was like a the first few weeks or maybe it wasn't a week. It was like the first few days I was like, Oh my God, maybe I'm not meant for this. Like I, I literally sat down and I was like, I don't think, I don't think this was for me. I don't think I want to do this again. The events
0: or the whole, like the whole thing. The whole thing.
1: I, I think it just like hit me so hard that I was like, I, I don't know if I'm meant to be like a community leader. Like, I don't know if this is a job for, that I'm, I'm good for. Um, but then I brushed it off. Then I went on the Facebook group and I was like, you know what, for the next few months, I'm just going to focus on things that I know I'm good at. Like maybe that's online events. Maybe that's more um, just like social media growth and things like that. Maybe I focus on that until I get over this moment. And then for the next event, I'll be better prepared. And for the next event, I really made sure one, I was prepared. And second, that it was like a format that I was comfortable with, um, where maybe I didn't need to speak like I didn't need to moderate and things like that where my like full attention wasn't needed 100% of the time um, and more of like a networking event where people can just hang out and chat and I know I'm really good at that like introducing people, meeting people um, And for the next time when I had to actually like take the mic and speak, I actually had a speech like I, I wrote it down I didn't like obviously I didn't read it or anything but I was a little prepared um, and I think that helped a
0: lot. Did you nail that one?
1: Yeah. I think, I think I did better. I, to this day, I don't think I've nailed anything. Like for me, it's always, it could be better. Just being Uh, harsh
0: with yourself. That's Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Um, there was maybe one time where I was like, this was amazing. Like I, this was the best thing I've ever done. Like in terms of events and stuff like that, but it's a progress. And like, I think you learn from your kind of mistakes and you just keep moving forward and make sure to just like not dwell on those yeah, bad times where maybe you didn't do as well.
0: Learn from it and move on, right?
1: Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. Look, I just want to try to extract some value from you for for the listeners because we do Mm -hmm. work with a lot of small business um, owners that are just, you know, they're starting to grow their community, right? So I know you said in the beginning, you already mentioned you've done Facebook groups and like just, you know, personally reaching out and then Mm -hmm. it kind of took, at, at some point, it took off automatically. but is there, you know, a secret sauce or a strategy that you can, you know, maybe one or two things you can toss at people, be like really focus on this, like one and two, and that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. I think number one thing, obviously you're growing a community, make sure you know who those loyal followers are. Um, I think this is, it comes to instagram facebook doesn't matter um you'll know like you you will know that because they'll be liking they'll be commenting more they'll they'll be sharing your stuff and make sure you reward them in some way like it doesn't have to be you know a huge discount it doesn't have to be a free whatever gift card or anything but make sure you like send them a message and of appreciation and just tell them you know i i've noticed because you're a person behind the brand i've noticed that you've been you know loyal and you've been following and you've been reacting. And it's really helped me a lot because your community might be big, but those like tight knit, maybe like 20, 30 people are gonna be the people are gonna stay there no matter what happens, right? So make sure you acknowledge them, make sure you know who they are and make sure to reward them in some way. I think that's helped me a lot. Just keeping that like personal connection with those people. Um, That's one for sure. And the second one, I guess, you are realize that your community is gonna have to like pivot in some way or another the way you manage it things are going to change it's not going to stay the same as i mentioned like for me in the beginning when i started women who freelance the, the facebook group specifically was it was different like people were just trying to meet up and co-work together and now it's mainly like getting hired for jobs understanding like the financial size of freelancing taxes and things like that right so understand that that's gonna change. So the way you manage that community, the type of content that people are gonna be interested in will change with the times, right? With things like COVID, uh, with things like, there's there's just a lot of things that happen in the economy that are gonna make people seek kind of different type of resources and help. And you need to make sure that you're like following those trends, making sure you're providing value constantly and help with those kind of changes in the industry i think I that's what it. that's what helped me a lot as well yeah
0: awesome know your loyals reward them and things will change be okay with the change yeah exactly be okay with the change listen this is this is great and i think we um i think we can move to our rapid fire questions okay so i'm those worried are, about this one <laughs> those are pretty fun okay don't think too long on them Uh, i'll ask a series of questions just answer you know quickly um maybe with a word or one sentence okay okay let's try this out this is gonna be fun okay okay first one is can you tell us one thing people misunderstand about you
1: i feel like it's gonna be long can it be more than a sentence
0: (laughs) sure let's do two sentences
1: okay (laughs) let's try (laughs) um i think that i'm i'm extroverted and i thrive of of like energy of other people. That's true, of course, but a lot of the times I think after those like big social moments, I really need to sit in my room and not talk to anyone for like five days. And I feel like people think that I'm not, you know, committed and like friendly enough and stuff like that when when that happens, but I really need to preserve that energy for to do it again, right? So I think that's a misconception that people have about me
0: yeah and you do look like out you know you have yeah. energy is very outgoing so i, I kind of exactly get that too, you know yeah mm-hmm. got it got the next one is there an insult that you have received but you were actually proud of
1: um it's gonna sound bad i think i've, I've been asked this question at like an interview or something but uh, that i'm yeah. selfish i i think i think it's something that obviously can be taken badly but at the same time being like knowing your own boundaries and making them clear with other people can be perceived as selfish, but a lot of the times it will benefit you and them and your relationship altogether. So I think, yeah, I would say that. Yeah,
0: pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Wake up super early or go to sleep super late. Which one are
1: you? Not a like early wake up person. Definitely not. So (laughs) no, No, not at all. I can work until like 2am. I can be very productive, but in the morning when I wake up until like 11, my brain is not functioning there no Mm -mm. Uh (laughs) uh-oh yeah makes sense okay so Um, that's why we did this at 1 p.m you know
0: and yes i don't mind at all you know (laughs) that's (laughs) the one with me but um yeah no got it got it not a morning person um one thing you wish you knew before starting the woman who freelance
1: uh that's hard i i guess how like it would become a part of me that i wouldn't be able to like live without it I didn't know that I thought it was just something that I would be able to kind of separate from myself and my identity but it's really become of like who I am when people ask me what I do I think I bring that up that's one of the first things that I'll talk about and um I wish I knew that before like I really thought that it was just going to be something on the side but it really became part of me and it's very hard for me to you know delegate and do things like that because it's really like my baby
0: yeah well Yeah, yeah. yeah Uh, on some real note like when you were starting yeah like mm-hmm. i understand you wanted to create a community with like-minded people but was the plan to like i'm gonna make some bank out of it you know like no
1: i didn't have just no like, plan i just want a community exactly yeah it was it was definitely not i think after like a year and a half i realized that there was a community there and people were telling me you know you got to monetize on this you got to do something like at least something something small but something because obviously you have the community and i was like no I don't want to do that because I always felt, you know, it it was just for me. But then it got to a point where, you know, it was so big that I I realized that the time I was putting into it, like was hours and hours are money. So even like little monetization from it would be, would give me enough, I guess, like energy to continue doing it.
0: So. And on top of all that, you do have a little team right now running things too, right? So exactly. Yeah. It's not just you; yeah. it's four people putting yeah. time yeah. in together. Exactly. Makes sense. Last question, super silly one, but last thing you okay. searched on Google.
1: Oh. I, I think the weather. <laughs> like i was because I'm, I'm, I'm leaving soon, and I just wanted to see like how cold it is. And it's pretty cool.
0: Enough. I thought it would be something yeah. cool. I, I don't know no, like how, really how not. to grow to forty thousand followers on Instagram. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might be yours.
0: <laughs> it is, but let's. I'll cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lana, honestly, this has been amazing. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us time for sharing with us your experience. Um, can you please tell us where can our listeners connect with you?
1: Yeah. Um, you you, you can-, can do
0: these things, and we will, like you know, we'll put the links and stuff okay so be like youtube instagram you know
1: okay so on our website check out our website instagram um and our new merch store and i'm wearing actually one of the sweaters that um is part of our new apparel collection it says exposure doesn't pay the bills and i'm super excited about it so definitely check it out
0: love it. i checked out your full collection i love yeah. it as well thank I, you i'm gonna get some for my girlfriend as well
1: oh i appreciate it <laughs>
0: Lana, thank you so much. much. Um, This has been amazing. And uh, until next time, I guess we'll meet again.
1: Thank you for having me.